What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. Welcome back to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. I am your host, Bobby Asin, here with one of my best friends, Izzy, Isabel, Zaki. <laughs> what else can you go by? Oh, so many other things we shouldn't even say on here. <laughs> She's a little nervous. I am. We just went through some meditation and some vodka uh, to get here, but... She's arrived, and I am. she's I'm she's ready. I, I hope. I'm and I'm ready, and I'm nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous, but... So, I'm... a backstory is is that I lived with Iz for a year, yeah. but I actually met you about five years ago, or six years ago. 60, I think it was 2015. Yeah, 2015. I met her in California at Disneyland. I don't remember following you, but I remember... I don't think you followed me. I followed oh, you. I, <laughs> I, like, vividly remember... Seeing you at Disneyland, I was on, like, the left side of the castle, and then I remember it was you and your boyfriend at the time that yeah. had bedazzled Mickey ears, and I was with Ricky, and I was like, oh my god, I think that's Bobby, and I think you're right, I think I didn't follow you, um, but that was the only time I really talked to you, and then I remember when I got guest relations, you wrote me this really nice Facebook message that I still have saved on my phone, and you are like, yeah. so proud of me, and it was very sweet. Watching you, like, on Tumblr, too. I feel like okay. I followed you on Tumblr, so uh, I I knew who you were. <laughs> oh oh my god, my my aunt was it's the small things after all. I was very not famous, but I got a lot of friends from. I don't it, remember so. the username, but that's really cute, actually. Yeah. Wow. I know my mind. So, we are here to cover on this episode "Sex in the City," but before we go into that, we are going to go into our week's guiltless pleasures, and I'm going to have you start, Izzy. Oh, this week's? Or, like, in general? Well, it can be in general. Okay. I have mine this, like, every week I say mine. Oh, got it, got Because okay. I'm here every week. Oh, well, I'm not, so I have, like, <laughs> five that are really random. Um, My first one is shitty movies. I love, like, not even just, like, rom-coms, but just, like, really poorly rom-coms made. Rom-coms are not shitty. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> shittily made rom-coms, or okay. just, like, shitty movies. Yes. Which, one that I re-watched recently was, it's called Standing Ovation. I feel like you'd actually really like it. I've never heard of it. It's on um, Netflix. It's just, like, some small movie. It was in, like, what is what do they do when they, like, limit release it? And it's, like, at some theaters. Oh, so like, at select theaters. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. But like it was, um, my friend and I were at the uh, the Mall of America. Um, and they were doing, like, a signing. And there were, like, the whole premise is, it's, like, these younger girls that want to win a talent show. And then these older girls who are the wiggies. And they wear wigs. And they're supposed to be, like, the, like, supreme, whatever, like, pop star girls. And then, like, of course, they, like, rise to the top. But it's just such bad acting. And there's this girl... That um, she looks like Rainy Rodriguez. And so, like, if that gives you any inclination of how the movie is. And like... she announced that 2021 is her year. <laughs> you saw that on Twitter, right? I know. A threat. What is on the way? We we won't know until it happens. We really won't. Um, but, yeah, that's a very good, shitty movie. I love annoying vloggers. I will not name them here because I don't want anyone to come after me. I think I know who they are. I think you do, but um, the person... If you give us a five-star rating and and DM me, I'll tell you who they are. Subscribe to his Patreon and I'll tell you who the best annoying vloggers are. Exactly. um, Mainly Disney vloggers. I used to love watching, like, really poorly made DCP vlogs. Like, I I genuinely think, like, some of the bigger DCP, DCP vloggers are really good, but, like, some of the bad ones are just, like, girl... Um, and then yeah, some not to be named other vloggers. 
Okay, no, this is this shouldn't be a guilty pleasure, but um, that's why it's a guiltless pleasure. Oh, 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 excuse me, it's a guiltless pleasure. Yeah, um, The Bachelor, which I still like, I don't really have embarrassment now, but I remember in high school people would watch it, especially in the Midwest. Like that was a big thing. It was like The Bachelor, and it seemed so like the cool girls watch The Bachelor, and I was like, oh, I'm too different to watch it. And I used to like hate girls that watch The Bachelor, and I think it was. Sean's season that I watched and that was just like a really wholesome season and so I think for old me that was like the perfect thing to get me hooked but like I love The Bachelor so much and I can't stop watching it and you're the reason I actually watched The Bachelor I never watched it previously because I was one of those people that was like oh I can't watch yep. The Bachelor <laughs> yeah. because typically I don't care for competition reality shows or that and it's about like straight couples yeah and obviously not anti-straight <laughs> yeah. but I have enough yeah, of that every be. day <laughs> So I definitely got into that, and we got to watch the oh, yeah, premiere of The did. Bachelor for this current season, and um, it was interesting. It was good. Um, I I think he's very attractive. I'm surprised they didn't have Tyler C. Like the that's literally why he's honest because he was friends with Tyler C. But he just like he was so boring, and I feel like the people that are usually the main person had like a little bit of drama or something that you're attached to which I think is the whole appeal of the show is that you want to watch it because you want to see them succeed and for him he has no backstory that's attached to it so I think it's really interesting to begin with that I think they just choose one person off of like the failed relationship yeah. prior and we already had Peter yeah. from her season so I think they still want to have like her Hannah dragged into like a Hannah's old men dragged yeah, into another true. season because it's like okay we for just them. saw this <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, my only other two are, this one's kind of embarrassing, but um, the show Big Mouth, have you ever oh watched it? Oh my god. <laughs> that one is a guilty pleasure, because it is kind of embarrassing. Oh my, god. my boyfriend had us watch it, um, and the new season just came out, and we literally yeah. watched it like in two days, and it's like... It's a very cringy show, but it's just, it's really funny because it's just very, point. yeah, it's like super just crude and like there is a lot that everyone went through as a teenager and stuff and like they, there are several points they have made with just like issues, mental health and stuff like that. So I think it's good. And then my last one, which honestly not as much anymore is Call Her Daddy. Um, That's a good one, honestly. Yeah. I don't know, like now, especially that it's just Alex, it's funny because they, I don't know if you know about them at all. But they, like, split I up. I only know about them because of you. The first time I oh. ever listened to Call Her Daddy was the episode where it was her first time back. Oh. Um, Alex oh, yeah, Cooper's yeah, yeah. first time back was with you in the car. And oh, yeah, I remember. That was the first time I ever heard oh, of yeah, Call Her Daddy. Dramatic. Yeah, And then from that, I didn't listen until Miley Cyrus was on. And then I mm. subscribed. And she actually has some really interesting episodes. Yeah. Some parts I can't stand. I can't stand her ads, like Roman. I know. When she talks like on these like tangents in a weird voice. I, yeah. But. No, I don't know. I think it's as we're gonna talk about later. It's good because she's a female who just talks very openly about sex, and I think that's something that obviously that pisses off a lot of people because a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. Um, I do think that she's a little annoying. I never liked Sophia. I ne- even like before they had drama and stuff. I never followed her because I just thought she was not she clearly wasn't as into it and she just was annoying and like I always liked Alex more Did you not listen to, to put her women first? against each other but yeah. um, did you listen to Sophia's first episode on her new yeah. podcast I, to the I could first not episode. get through it I finished it but I had to just hear like, what the drama was I couldn't get through it I, I can't imagine know. she has any more content to create because no. that's her entire storyline well and it's gotten very different now like she had this like 
her hundredth episode was not Sophia, Alex. It was like her, the surprise guest, blah, blah, whatever. Mom. And it was her mom. It was just really cute. And I think seeing too how her family treats her career, like this is her career. She's very successful. They just moved to LA and have this huge house. Yeah, like, it's like obviously the top career. podcast in yeah. the world. And I think too, it's like more approachable because she's not seen as this like crazy all over the place like naked person. Like she's just like a normal person. Um, but I will say that I think whatever because I will be like oh my god I love that podcast and I do listen to it every week um but it's very like frat and sorority culture which I do not ascribe to so I remember the first time I ever saw anything about call her daddy like I knew like the logo was pink and all that because (laughs) there was like some trend I guess on TikTok of people like making beer pong tables and it'd be like painting of like trends or things they like so it's like friends was all painted on the oh, office the white cloth symbol yeah. and then always like call her daddy local was painted culture. on it yeah okay and i am a local so i recognize like the cover of the podcast and i've been knowing that it was a podcast and then i heard the episode with you in the car and then yeah. when miley was on it that's what connected me which people saw was like the worst episode of the yeah podcast. i think it was i mean good for her for getting miley on and i think like, a lot of people were mad because they were like, oh, she just wanted to talk about sex and kept being like, blah, 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 but do you, like, blowjobs? And, like, Miley was being really deep. Um, but, like, if you listen to the podcast, that's what it is. She's very just, like, crude and it's like, like, whatever on the dick and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's how it is. Like, she was just being herself normally the on the podcast. Gluck, yeah, yeah. 3,000 or yeah. whatnot. But I thought, it, I thought it was cool. I mean, she literally is, like, the number two podcast. Obviously, it was good enough for me because I subscribed <laughs> yeah. after that. There you go. That's so all it takes. She got me. Well, okay, what are your guiltless pleasures, Bobby? Oh, my gosh. I was so interested. I forgot that I was even <laughs> going to go. So, my current guiltless pleasure is Bridgerton. I finished it within two days. Oh, my God. Really? I love, love, love it. And I love even the background music. I downloaded... Mm the album uh bridgerton covers and it's from like it's the official one through netflix um it covers thank you next girls like you in my blood bad guy strange and wildest dreams and just like the orchestra playing thank you next and wildest Mm. dreams has me like cry in that and I just love the theme. Like, I am a bitch for little women. Mm. So to see, like, the reoccurring theme, or a similar theme, I should say, of where women's, like, where their place was in that time period. This is around 1813. Um, we just know, like, there's a backstory from, like, 1804. Mm-hmm. But so we're, it's, like, suggests it's in 1813. But to see, like, the role and the place of a woman or a mm. duchess and a princess, like, all these different things... I think it's done in a way it's so much because it's their scandal that's so much yeah. more interesting than watching like The Crown yeah. I've oh tried to watch yeah. The Crown I almost got through the first season and I stopped it's and people so love The bad. Crown I know but this has me now like thinking I should watch like Down Abbey because <laughs> just watch them all old time vibes and like the scandals and the outfits can I call you out go ahead remember when we watched Emma and you were so I fell asleep <laughs> thought it was a comedy and I was like this is beautiful I thought like, Emma was like that movie with Emma Stone where she's like in a Victorian outfit oh. no, and she's like oh. battling someone or something <laughs> I don't know I thought it was funny but... um fake period drama fan um I have watched only the first two episodes so I'm bad because usually when I watch shows I watch them very passively I'll do it like yeah. when I'm putting away laundry or like cooking or something um, but this one, because I'd heard so many good things, I was like, this needs to be one that I'm, like, sitting and watching. Mm-hmm. So I watched 
I think, yeah, I've watched two and I was like actively fully watching them. Um, and I think for me, that's why I don't love it. I feel like it's a show. It's very, it's like a really pretty gossip girl, I feel like, um, in my opinion. And I feel like it's something that I need to watch more passively and then I'll like it. But I think like any, anything said in that time is just gorgeous. Um, and it's so random that they have Julie Andrews. I know, <laughs> like, voice. I love it, but it's just so random. She's the new gossip girl. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but I, I liked it. I just didn't love it as much as I wanted to. But, yeah, I started watching. I tried to watch The Crown. I've never been really into, like, the royal family or anything. Yeah, like, I don't really care. Um, but I will say, one, I'm surprised that they're allowed to make that show because, like, they're still alive and actively in power. And I'm surprised oh, that... The what's it called... When, like, you can sue someone for, like, defamation yeah. or whatever. Like, I'm surprised that that's allowed. I don't know the legality behind that. But anyway, um, I tried to watch it from the beginning, and I just was like, this ain't it, chief. And I was like, oh, I'll watch Diana's season, because I feel like that's more relevant. That's probably a lot more fast-paced moving. Um, so I think that's season four or whatever one just came out, and I've been watching that as well. But same thing, it just, like, doesn't capture my attention. I think if, it, if I was someone that was really into the royal family, it'd be cool. But, um... It's weird to see how much is real. Like, did you watch any of it? Just the part of the first season. Okay. I almost finished it. Can I spoil a part? I mean, it's real history. It's real life, all, so like, go ahead. Go ahead. It. Um, there was, which I'd never heard of, there was, like, a guy that broke into the castle and, like, literally went into Queen Elizabeth's bedroom and was, like, talking to her about, like, how bad the country was. But he, like, literally went into the castle, which, I mean, now that the capital got stormed, is a little more believable. Um... But I was just like, I had no idea that happened. I feel like it's for a history buff. I'm sure they see it as like the discrepancies are annoying, but it's still cool to see it played out. And it's very beautifully done. Yeah. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Oh, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I had actually written a note to talk about Bridgerton. Um, but I wanted to say that I watched The Great with um, Elle Fanning on Hulu. Oh, I saw um, she was on... Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen um, promoting the first episode of that. So I haven't watched it, but I heard her talk about this. I loved that. I watched it this summer. Um, same thing, obviously, it's just stunning because of the time that it's set in. But I purposely didn't... It's based on Catherine the Great, who's like a real historical figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I purposely, once I realized it was real, I purposely did not look up anything. Obviously, I know nothing about history, um, but I didn't want to like look up anything to see what happens in the end. And so after I watched it, then I looked it up, and it's very loosely based on it. Um, but I think it's the same kind of characteristics that she had in real life. But that I loved. I think it's very fast-paced. It's I love El Fanning. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Um, it's a little gory at times, just because, like, they were violent then. Yeah. Um, and there's a part where they're, like, torturing people, and, like, they show it. But that I, I would highly suggest. That. I feel like when I watch American Horror Story and just cover my eyes for half of it. Yeah, I, I can't watch that. I'm a yeah. baby. <laughs> Absolutely not. You cannot. Well, moving on, I couldn't help but wonder (laughs) how four women changed the view set on middle-aged women across the globe, and then I remembered it's all because of a little sex and the city. (laughs) So Izzy actually moved to New York City recently. So In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic, (laughs) exactly, following her dreams. I'm not having a job. (laughs) But you're not 35. I'm not, unfortunately. Just kidding, I can wait. Yeah, you're 25, um, but... I'm 25, and I'm not single, which I love my boyfriend. 
Um, but I remember when I moved there and I was like, oh, like sex in the city. Like they got to be like crazy and date. And like, I want to date in the city. And then anyone that I've met that's like on Bumble and stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like it's not a good picking selection at all. So well, I don't think I'm missing out that much, but the show makes it seem so. Yeah. I, for me, my backstory on Sex and the City is that I watched The Carrie Diaries as it was airing. Oh. Um, but even prior to that, I had never seen Sex and the <gasps> City. So I watched The Carrie Diaries live. I was very sad when it didn't get renewed for a season three. And then I didn't watch Sex and the City till, what, March? Uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, it was I during the pandemic. I watched all of it within two weeks with yeah. our old former roommate, Aww. Ricky. So and cute. shout out to Ricky. He Ricky. did this cover art and all the new art you're going to see for this podcast. This will be the first day you can see the new cover art. So make sure you check it out. Um, but yes, thank you, Ricky. But Ricky and I watched all of Sex City. I don't in think like he's seen it either. Weeks. Had he? Um, he had because he knew. Well, he had seen parts of it because okay. he knew certain things that okay. I was like shocked. Cause I remember being like, <clears throat> when we first met Aiden, I was like, oh, thank oh. God Carrie goes on dates with people one time and we never see them again. And he, he goes, like, oh, <laughs> you're in for a long, painful viewing. And I was like, what do you mean? And then yeah. I found out like, that he's always there. I hate Aiden. Oh. Um, but Sex in the City, wow. Talk about. Much to think about. When uh, when it ended, like when I went on the, we, when we watched the last episode, we were crying so loud that we couldn't even hear like the, the wise words of Carrie, <laughs> like ending the series. We were just like sobbing and we had to replay it oh so we could gosh. hear like the inspirational part at the end. Oh, I... I remember my mom watching it growing up, and I literally remember I have this American Girl diary from, like, fourth grade, and I vividly remember I read it recently, and I was writing it, and I was like, I'm watching Sex in the City with my mom right now, and it's not that bad, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I remember, like, seeing parts of it, because I think I wrote down, it, it premiered 1998 to 2004, so we were little. Like, yes. we were nine when it ended. Um, and then... I rewatched it. I don't remember why, but I rewatched it in 2015. No, 2016. Because it was, or no, 2017. Sorry. That's okay. Um, because I literally don't remember why, but there's a reason. And um, my backstory is that I went to a very, very Christian school and they were so strict with things like you couldn't have boys in your room past like 11 and like not even on certain days you can have boys in your room and um just like very strange rules and I was raised um my mom was always very open about like teaching about the body and like even when I was really little she taught about sex and she always tells a story about how we were like in the Disney store I don't know if I've told you this it's funny um we're in the Disney store and I was literally five and she would just like teach me about things because she wanted to be like elbow penis like whatever like everything's just like your body yeah and so I was like at the plush like looking at them and apparently I was like oh blah 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 and then the baby comes out the vagina and she always talks about how there were like two dads around they were just like shocked um so she was always very open about that but um when I just recently went home I was reading through one of my journals and I was like oh like I got a purity ring but um but there are, two, there are three diamonds and two sides, so I'm going to wait till I'm 23. So I was like, what is that reasoning? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. like, huh? To, to do it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, to have sex. Um, 
And I was like, my head's not even to wear it. I oh, was like, wait, no. what? No, girl, it was off by then. <laughs> um, but it was never, like, it was, my mom would always have me, like, she was like, it's your choice, like, whatever. But I do remember going to, like, a purity summit. And I wasn't very scarred by it. But, like, now, as of late, um, there's this podcast I listen to called God is Grey. And she's just, like, very, this is a huge tangent, but it does tie in, I promise. Um, she is Christian herself, but she interviews a lot of other people who just have like different beliefs or whatever and it's just very I think it's progressive but it's very thoughtful and like they're never fighting or anything like that um and so she had someone on who was like anti-purity culture because like having gone to one of these things like I remember they would they took like two pieces of paper that were shaped like stick figures and like glued them together and then like ripped them apart and it was like see when you have sex like a part of you's taken and then you're like tainted or like I think on Jane the Virgin they like crush the the rose and then it's like you're broken whatever but they never do that for guys and like even if they did that's still bad but um I was oh I don't know why I was always friends with like the super sexual like my best friend high school was like the school slut and yeah. like I was always friends with people that were just like very sexually active and then I was like I'm extra virgin olive oil like, you hung out with all the Samanthas yeah yeah literally um <laughs> But I remember. So you still do. <laughs> <laughs> now it's me. Um, I remember I started watching Sex in the City, and I'd seen episodes here and there, but just seeing like how comfortable they were with themselves, and obviously Samantha's like an extreme example. But especially in that time, I can't imagine like how shocking that was to see on TV because like our parents' age with the Brady Bunch, like they wouldn't even show the married parents in the same bed, and then for yeah. them to be showing like explicit sex scenes, which really aren't that bad now in today's terms necessarily. Um, but I remember watching it and then just toward the end being like, wow, like, why, like, why should I not be exploring my sexuality and, like, be sexual and, um, which was very empowering in that way for it to, it was never, like, a negative thing. Um, and so then I remember I was like, you know what, I'm down to lose my virginity. And then I did. Um, but it was all because of Sex in the City. And I feel like it was just a very positive showing of female sexuality. The way your reason of loving it's the reason people hate it. Like, people <laughs> were, like, they're anti, like, they're like, this is promoting, like, <laughs> I sex. Know. And, you're like, and, you're, and then people would normally defend that and be like, it's teaching that's okay. You, yeah. Once it's okay, you does it. <laughs> but uh, I definitely finished that show and I was like wow I want to have sex now with everyone (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not like it's not like oh my god I'm horny it's just more like you're in charge of your body and like you get to make and I think too seeing the dynamic relationship between they're all so different like in real life I feel like they would not be friends well I think that was always interesting is that the cast is not diverse by the way they look yeah but their personalities are very different like they would it's very odd, mm-hmm. but then... Like, do you think in our friend group that all of our friends have the same personality, though? No. Uh, um, I But I think, like, even just their life... Like, look at Samantha and Charlotte. Like, they're so opposite. Like, there's no way they would get along in real life. It's Not to so put women weird. against each other. I was but... talking about this to my therapist, <laughs> and she was saying that the best part about sex in the city was that the women have such different like backgrounds and everything Wait, and that, that they're yeah they're, oh they're that they always come together and she says like no matter what an odd way that carrie was everyone's constant because mm. whether they were focused and hanging out or hanging out with her constantly at that time 
they always knew that they could rely on Carrie. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because I think that Carrie is a horrible character. <laughs> yeah. She makes all the wrong decisions. Yeah. She cheats. Mm-hmm. Like, she does so much bad stuff to people and, like, yeah. hurts all of her friends. But but I think... It, she is the glue to, like, yeah. helping all these women. She's the one that's there to help, like, take care of the baby. Like, if Miranda had to go somewhere, like, and help um, yeah. Miranda get to the hospital, like, when she had to give birth, like... Carrie is like the glue but it just shows that like women of all different types can come together because look at Charlotte she didn't believe in the sexual activity that the other girls were in but she also like didn't really shame them she would only say oh I wouldn't do that but she wasn't trying to shame Carrie for doing that or Samantha she would I would never do that yeah that was one of the points I was gonna bring up is that it was just it's always very positive and like even though there are instances where like a guy may say something like on the side or something like that it was always obviously it's a whole plot of the shows that they're very sexual like dating around people and i think too because they're they're i mean no, they're not old but they're older mm-hmm. and there's so many episodes where they're like oh my god all of our friends have babies and like we're 35 and like we don't we don't care about that and i think that was a big thing too because it was still on the cusp of as a generation y where it's like they can be a parent and they can work and they have the choice to either stay at home or work and it was like this battle of can you have both can you choose one or the other is one better or worse than the other yeah whereas now i feel like it's more fluid um but i think it was such a good show to have on during that time um but with samantha specifically i think because even like i just rewatched it recently um one of my not to be named friends just started working for HBO and he gave me his login. So I was like, you know what? I'll, just re- I'll rewatch it. And I did. It took me like three weeks because I couldn't stop watching it. And there was so much that I like didn't even remember happened. Yeah. Um, but with her, especially even I was like, whoa, like she really is just like all over the place, which like good for her. Um, but I think it was good that that's not seen as a negative. But there was one point, I think it was because Samantha slept with Charlotte's brother. Yes, she um, did. I remember that. And she's, I wrote it down. She says, is your vagina in the New York City guidebooks? Because it should be. It's the hottest spot in town. And she's, like, all mad. But, again, that scene is, like, a shocking, like, how dare she say that to Samantha? It's not like, oh, you're right. Like, that's a bad thing. Um, but I think it's good that they were so celebrated in Yeah, because it's, like, her first area. time shaming her, too. Because it's the first time it's affected Charlotte's life. Because I think yeah. she always thought, it doesn't affect my life, so why would <laughs> yeah. I care? But that was the first time... It yeah. was in her face of like that was your brother. Yeah. yeah. But I remember that episode. I mean, I remember most, remember most of them because I just watched them all mm-hmm. at once and the movies. I do have more positive things to say about it. However, when I was doing my research yeah. um, and rewatching it, it's just so funny. Like if that show was set today, how oh. different it would be. The way they talk about lesbians. <laughs> yeah. They talk about like. Even if they're friends of gay people, like, some of the things they say, I'm like, Oh my gosh, the the... way they treat gay people, it's literally, like, the, like, gay best friend trope. Like, all of them, they're just these, like, sexless, like, flamboyant accessory pieces. Which, again, at that time, like, that was well before gay marriage was even legal, so again, that was seen as radical, but that would be so different now. Um, One thing that really stuck out to me was, I think it's... Miranda dates a bi person or no no it's Carrie she's like seeing this guy and he says something about how he used to be with a man and she like freaks out and they're at brunch and she's like just pick a side like that doesn't even make sense like he's gay and they're like super weird about it yes um 
And, like, I get that's the time. Like, I'm sure then it's not like people are on the internet being able to find a community being like, I'm attracted to both sexes, and what does that mean? Um, and then the episode where Samantha, they're trans prostitutes outside of her window. Yes, and she oh throws... I think it's... Or, no, they throw eggs at her, and she, like, pours water in them. But she used, like, really offensive terms to refer yeah, to them. Yeah, out the window. Yeah. Because originally they were all friends with her, and, like, they would catcall, and, like, yes, yeah. girl. And then she ruined that relationship. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, obviously, the diversity, which, again, would never happen today because that's seen as, like, what's shown in media impacts just culture in general. Um, but this article that I was looking at, there were literally only four characters that were diverse, which were um, when Samantha dated a black record executive. I think that was early on. And then, but then again, it's still not, like, a good representation because the sister gets mad at her for being a white girl wanting to date him and she's like the angry black girl trope. Yeah, they get in the fight at the club. Yes. And then Miranda dated the black doctor. The Who lived in her building, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's like toward the end. Um and then the only Asian community representation was oh, the Samantha dated a guy and he had like a servant that she put on like a fake accent while he was there and then like he would leave and she would like take it off. Um, and then the nail salon workers, which there was, like, a very offensive scene with that. And then when Samantha was lesbian with Maria Di- Diego Reyes. <laughs> Tricky sister, Reyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that whole thing with, like, the lesbian and her being Latina, like, it was just the way they handled that just made them seem like these, like, crazy out there people. And then, of course, they're all white women, which, like, yes, they have very different personalities. Um, but, like, at the time, like, Friends was on, and they're all white. Like, it's just very different. God, Friends was something um, else. I know. Which, okay, maybe that's my guiltless pleasure, because I was watching it the other day, and I actually kind of liked it. <laughs> I cannot relate. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to part one of Sex in the City with Iz. We are now going to go into our pop culture recap. Since this was already a pre-recorded episode, Izzy would not have been aware of the current events that have happened since we recorded this episode. And that is why I am solo the rest of the episode. So we are going to go right into things. Normally I would talk about The Bachelor, but we already have so we are going to go right into our pop culture recap starting with the kardashian family drama we have heard a rumor from page six that kim kardashian and kanye west are finally getting a divorce now this has me excited for many reasons january 8th was the final episode They filmed up keeping up with the Kardashians, and this drama happened a couple days before filming has ended. So I can only hope we get to hear the true story unfold on the actual show. That was the whole great, like, luxury of having the show was they would confirm or deny or defend things we heard on the news only on the show. Like, we originally only found out Caitlyn Jenner was transitioning, confirmed 100% by watching the show, seeing, you know, Chloe's divorces, Kim's divorce prior. It was all in the show, so it was always good to see 
things get confirmed and it has me very excited and if we don't get to see this i hope it is the intro to their new hulu tv show um if you didn't already know and haven't listened to a previous episode the kardashians are moving to hulu with a whole brand new show which will be very fun and exciting so i think we have a lot to look forward to with this divorce i'm glad you know that they did have a successful marriage in a way that they've had children and speaking of children going into our bravo section we have the announcement from stassi schroeder that hartford charlie rose was born yes hartford charlie rose is stassi's first child she is the first vanderpump rules baby it is actually one year today not the day of the baby being born but today of this part being recorded that Vanderpump Rules latest season premiered one year ago so that's kind of crazy but I'm sure um, back to the baby this name has some significance whether it's a past family member or we're gonna find out it's one of her favorite renaissance-esque tv show or book series characters names who knows but welcome to the world Hartford I do want to say a little rest in peace to Jiggy from Vanderpump Rules and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He did pass in mid-December, but I realized I never actually spoke about it. So here is a quick moment of silence for you, Jiggy. All right, moving on. In exciting news, Real Housewives of Dallas has returned. If you are one of those people that are thinking, ew, Dallas, get your head out of your ass and watch season one today of Real Housewives of Dallas, and I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. This is one of the best housewives. I don't know what it is, honestly, but I think it's so like campy and charming i don't even know it's just so good i love the women so much minus karen westcott but i think that's surprising people because i think that most people would say that she should be my favorite because she likes all things pink and she's l woods but nope not for me but in real life currently Deandra Deandra is actually very happy that she is doing much better since being hospitalized due to COVID-19. I'm sure that is very scary. I know a couple in my own life that have been going through some very hard times with COVID-19 and currently have the coronavirus. So my thoughts are with all of those people, including Deandra in good news. We had Brandy Redmond's full pregnancy announcement. You do see in this episode that she did have some suicidal thoughts and maybe an attempt after a video appeared of her from three years ago making fun of the way Asians' eyes are because people always would compare them to her own eyes. And she went made a little skit video with her kids that resurfaced after the most recent housewife reunion that she was part of. We also see our new cast member, Tiffany, who is Asian, 
have the beginning of a discussion with her. And what I want people to realize is that they're like, oh, her waterworks have already started. You know, she already has tears before Tiffany even explains or whatnot. You have to understand that in production of a show, she already knows that she was going to meet Tiffany that day. She already knows that Tiffany's Asian and it's already scheduled that she's going to have to have a conversation with Tiffany. She was told to go outside by the pool to have this conversation. That did not happen naturally. It is something that is set up. So she already knows she is about to go through a tough conversation and hear Tiffany's story. So I do believe that Brandy's apologies and her emotions are real and sincere. I think people just need to realize that the situation is set up to the fact of like the conversation has to happen when it has to happen because there is a camera crew. And I think fans forget that all time and they want to separate it and be like, well, if she felt this way, why wouldn't she do point A, point B, point C? Well, the reason is because there's not a camera crew there and by contract, she has to do it in person. On a different note for Dallas, though, I will say it looks like Stephanie might become my new favorite. Brandy's always been my favorite, but Stephanie is truly the queen of generosity and kindness and warmth. And I mean that from the show, how she talks or responds to every single person who tags her on social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter. She takes a time out of her day to make sure that she is truly the people's princess of Dallas, Texas. Moving on from princesses to queens, I want to talk about the queen of New York City, Miss Bethany Frankel, who was seen with her ex, Paul Burnin. They were seen together holding hands in Miami, and actually at my least favorite artist's workshop, Brito, who makes the ugliest fucking art I've ever seen in my life who she's a big fan of, had Brie, her daughter, paint some paintings with him, and she was sitting in the lap of her ex and also was holding hands with him later. And this is her um, immediate ex-boyfriend who she dated, I should say, immediately after Dennis. Dennis, who did pass away, which we did see a part of her grieving through the show a couple years ago in Real Housewives of New York. But... As long as Queen Bethany is happy, I am happy. I want to discuss Real Housewives of Orange County next. I legitimately had to Google the woman's name who I'm going to speak about. Elizabeth Lynn Vargas, I think one of the worst housewives to join Real Housewives of Orange County history. We found out her story about being part of a cult, essentially, and being beat and everything as a child and I just want to say because she has lied so many times throughout this season that it's hard for me to even listen to her story and think that it is a hundred percent authentic and true which is so sad because I do believe she's a survivor but with all the lies that she has told and how she admits that she lies to hide who she really is it makes me very skeptical that this isn't an honest real person and I think this was a really bad choice of an additional cast member for Bravo to have brought into the series. She's by no means a Heather Debro, and I find it quite sad that we have to deal with her for the rest of the season. And with Bronwyn having her, you know, second, I don't know, lover, uh, woman, what do you want to say? I think Bronwyn has shown the most authentic side throughout the whole experience. 
talk about how she beat her husband and how she's in love with a woman and all these other things but i can't believe we're actually so close to the finale and i hope that there really is light at the end seeing how shannon bedore may be the real puppeteer of the real housewives of orange county this week on real housewives of atlanta cynthia and kenya broke the fourth wall while discussing cynthia's future wedding for 10 10 2020 I personally always love to see the fourth wall broken when it comes to Housewives. I love seeing the production side of the show, and I'm glad that Cynthia showed that she was authentic when saying that she is not getting married for the show or to be filmed on the show, and there's no additional money for being filmed on the show. So I was very excited to see the real thought process behind her wedding and just wanting that date and then to decide to marry Mike regardless of if she could have the big wedding on that day or not with all the people there, which we know that she is going to end up having. I still can care less about the new cast member named Drew, who constantly has struggles with her relationship with her husband and currently only can speak up when she's with a group of women. She needs to get some new material when it comes to her life. I did find it comical though this episode how Kenya was Actually, prior episode, Kenya was talking shit about Portia being arrested multiple times, and again this episode, but then changed her mind when she was invited to a party promoting Portia's support for the Black Lives Matter movement, and the moment she was disinvited by Lauren, who is Portia's sister, she had the same feelings, talking shit again, so I don't understand how she can go from supporting to unsupporting to supporting to unsupporting and not understand why they were afraid that she may flip sides and turn on Portia during this party, proving that what Lauren was concerned about was actually true. Enough housewife talk right now. I want to talk about the threat that is happening right now worldwide of Demi Lovato writing a song about what's happening politically in the world. And if that doesn't bring terror to you guys, I don't know what else can. But in other good music news, everyone stream Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo talking about the fuckboy Joshua Bassett apparently is when he ended up dating Sabrina Carpenter instead. And even Sabrina Carpenter's boyfriend posted Olivia's new song lyrics on pictures of him and Sabrina. So there is definitely... Was that a quadruple love triangle? A quad? What is that that called when there's four people in love? I don't know. But there is some high school musical, the series, slash Disney Channel drama, and I am here for it. I need to get all the Tiger Beat magazines so I can find out what's actually happening or get some Bop magazine. In other news, the cast of Siesta Key is in the Caribbean now for one month to film the rest of the season of Siesta Key. We got to see on social media Juliet Porter wear her best Britney Spears toxic fly tenant outfit on her private jet to the Caribbean. And I am very interested to see what's going to happen this season because we still have not seen Kelsey or Juliet film together. We did see that Kelsey and Madison flew together on a commercial flight through American Airlines where Juliet and her man Sam and friends such as Amanda got to ride in a private jet to this island 
very excited to see if this is going to change the vibe of the show what's the explanation of being on an island for a month but i think there's a lot to look forward to it and i'm so excited to see this new season and to see how these relationships have changed so much from the previous season i think the best thing to bring up last was today january 10th sarah jessica parker put out the commercial for the new sex in the city where are they now edition which is actually called and just like that this is going to be on hbo max it is considered the sex in the city next chapter and sarah jessica parker captioned the commercial saying i couldn't help but wonder where are they now and with that i couldn't help but wonder how many of you guys will be tuning in next week excited for part two which will be called sex and our city all right everyone that's it for this week stay guiltless Music.